morning, Prairie Street. It's good to see you all today. Um, and it's good especially to see folks who haven't been here in a while, um, people who are visiting um, for a, a first or a second or a third time. Um, and for those of you who've been around here for a long time, I'm happy to see all of you. Um, today is Mennonite World Conference Peace Sunday. So we're gathered here at 1316 Prairie Street, but there are Christians in our Anabaptist family all around the world gathered um, today, at different times of the day, gathered today, remembering our witness to Jesus, Jesus who taught us the way of peace, Jesus who said, we don't have to live in violence. We're not bound to the ways that this world puts us into certain ways of responding, that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do something that the world sees as impossible, to, to bear witness to the God of peace. And so I'm thankful for that today, and I'm thankful to celebrate that with you all today. And we're going to remember that we're gathered here in God's presence uh, by lighting this peace candle. join me in prayer. God above all of us and God who walked among us and God who lives in us, we give you thanks. We're grateful because you've gathered us here. We're grateful that you have empowered us to live in a way that the world might believe is crazy, but somehow we trust that it holds promise and hope. We pray that as we enter worship today, you would train us, remind us how to live as people of your hope. In the peace of Jesus Christ, amen. We are God's people of peace, and we are going to sing those words together in your purple hymnal, Voices Together, page 797. We are people of God's peace, and why don't we stand in body or spirit for this one? Seven, nine, seven.
indicate, I invite you to say these words together. We are covered in grace. We are covered in grace. We are gathered here, despite the struggles of the world, by the grace of God. We are covered in grace. We choose to protect each other amidst a world of risks. Here, masks are optional for the vaccinated and required for the unvaccinated. If we are masked or not, we are grateful to gather. We, the vaccinated, the children, the immunocompromised, and the hesitant. We are covered in grace. But we are mindful of sisters and brothers around the globe who cannot gather due to this raging pandemic. So we say with them, We are covered in grace. These days we are ever more aware of the forces of illness, evil, and destruction. We confess that we are small, but by the God we worship today. We are covered in grace. Amen. Please open your purple hymnals to number 664, Be Still My Soul. 664, Be Still My Soul. And let's stand for this one also.
may be seated and open in the same book to number 161, I Sought the Lord. 161. This is a song that I often come to in devotionals. It's not that I was reaching for God or that I grabbed onto God, but I realized looking back that God was reaching for me. God was searching for me. And always God loved us. Always God loved me. And so I think of our children. Today we have two children visiting, Phoebe and Chloe. And many of us have children in our lives and our hearts whom God loves, whom God is reaching for. God is, is extending God's hand to these children. And, and those of us here gathered might be the ones who can notice that for these young ones. And so we are going to bless those children in our lives and our hearts and either, even here in our presence. So if you would take your hand and put it on your heart where those children live or maybe extend it to those who are here and send this blessing. May the God who created you grow in you and around you. May Jesus, who walks with you, show you his ways of peace and justice. And may the Holy Spirit empower you to do exactly what you're called to do. Amen. We will now hear our scripture reading from Rufaro. Rufaro is here as an IBEPer, and she is new to Prairie Street, and we're so happy to have her here. So thank you. 
Thank you. Good morning, church. <laughs> okay. Our scripture reading is going to come from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, from verses 22 to 33. I'll commence reading. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the, by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You, little, you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Amen. Our preacher today is Andios Santoso. You can come on up, Andios. Andios is a friend of mine from seminary days. Uh, Andios is studying peace at Anabaptist Mennonite Biblical Seminary here in Elkhart, and he's also an active member of the Mennonite World Conference. And he might tell us what his title is with the Mennonite World Conference. I don't remember, but he's very active there, and you may have seen his picture around in newsletters, um, and he will bring us the word today. So we're going to pray for him before he does that. God, we give to you your servant, Andios that the words that you speak through his mouth might come into our hearts and our minds as your truth, as your good news. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Selamat pagi in Indonesia. Yeah. Buenos dias. Magandang umaga in Philippines. That's all what I know. <laughs> because I see some of uh, my friends from Indonesia. I don't know. Namaste, maybe? <laughs> that is okay. So uh, it is a pleasure to be here. And one thing I need to learn uh, here is timing, so I'm setting the time here. Uh, it's, a it's a great opportunity. Thank you, Pastor Quinn, for inviting me to share what is uh, uh, God has put in our heart. But as well, today is the Peace Sunday where all of our people from Mennonite background churches gather together and remembering what Christ has done and 
He's calling us to do the same. And our theme today is finding hope and healing in crisis. Before that, I would like to uh, say happy anniversary for Prairie Street. I know that, yeah, you are so celebrating 150 years of this uh, existence and praise the Lord. So, my name is Andios Andoso, yeah, and uh, from our chapter today, this morning, I just uh, want to read one verse. When Jesus said, come, so Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. I want to share a short story. When I was small, I was uh, a swimmer. So from age eight years until around teenagers, my dad took me to the swimming pool. So I became uh, one of the swimmer athletes. It's only in regional in one of the city and sometimes joined some of the championship in the region. But I remember one day in uh, my teenager's uh, age, I joined a uh, a championship is not swimming, but uh, walking in the water. I don't know. Do, do you, I don't know in English. Like, so you. Treading water. Treading. Yes. So I did uh, one number three. Uh, I stayed for six hours. <laughs> number one stayed for eight hours. Number number second seven hours. So it was recorded in our Guinness book person in Indonesia, only the first champion. Wow. Number three, six hours didn't come. <laughs> so I knew how to be in the water. But today, the story is Jesus walked on the water. And we never knew how, how he did that. But let's imagine Jesus calling yeah, Peter and Peter get out from the boat. And during that time, there's Others, other disciples as well went on the boat. So let's imagine that kind of story. So when did the crisis actually happen when you read these stories? I see at least there are three episodes of crisis from this story. First is from verse 20, 24, when they were away without Jesus in their boat. So Jesus was spending his time alone, praying, he sent off his disciples. I don't know what he meant by doing that. Maybe he's training the disciples to be brave. I don't know. But he wanted to be alone. He sat back and he prayed. But all the disciples went somewhere with their boat. But their boat went against the wind. And maybe there was some uh, chaotic moment as well. But it, it, it was not recorded in this Matthew. So Jesus was not in the boat at that time. And I can imagine when there was a wind happened or blowing against them, there must be uh, scary as well. And sometimes crisis happens when our lives are not centered on Jesus. And we no longer allow Jesus to stay inside of our boat. 
But sometimes, even when Jesus is inside of the boat, crisis may happen anytime. So that's first episode. The second episode is when Jesus appeared in front of them, but he was walking on the water. And they were frightened. And they thought he was a ghost. Yeah. And Jesus came to them in an extraordinary way. He walked on the water. This is happen often when crisis happen when we face something new or an unexpected situation something beyond our normal situation for example COVID-19 has changed our lives globally right we never done anything like before COVID the same today we have to change in many ways and many people pass away many survive and it's a great turbulence Many people just shaken by this situation. And first, the third situation episode is verse 28 until 31, when Peter began to walk toward Jesus. So he was excited and he walked toward Jesus. He got out from the boat and the wind was strong. He was afraid and started to sink. When, he, when we started to lose our focus to Jesus, we began to sink. So crisis happens when we focus on ourselves instead of focusing on Jesus so many often. During this pandemic, I have heard many testimonies where people were alone, facing death face to face. They need to be in the quarantine emergency room and they need to survive by themselves. And can we keep our eyes on Jesus during this kind of situation? So what can we learn from this passage about finding hope and healing in crisis? In Chinese word, crisis means we like, as a threat and G opportunity. So Chinese word crisis divided into two words, we, G. We means threat and G is opportunity. So with this perspective, what can we learn from this story? What is the good news for today? How can we see crisis with this kind of perspective? So I want to share four things here. So the first one, crisis is an opportunity to meet and know Jesus in a new way. As simple as that. When crisis happens, it's an opportunity to meet Jesus, to know him in a new way, like we never knew before. And crisis is an opportunity to turn our fear to faith. This is easy to make point like this, yeah. <laughs> but to walk in faith in the middle of this, this crisis is not easy. The third crisis is an opportunity to turn our worry to worship. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. When there is crisis, can we just turn our worry and lift it up to God and, and worship Him? And the fourth crisis or chaos is an opportunity to experience hope and healing in Christ alone. Amen? Amen. Easy, right? So, Pastor Quinn asked me to share some story from Indonesia, so I will quickly share. So, this is our family on the left. That was when our kids uh, were younger, and this is, we took this picture 2017. 
So there are some uh, journey in between of that. We call it the journey of faith, hope, love, and peace. So this is our picture when I was uh, ministering in the local church in Surabaya for almost 12 years. Most of my members were young people, so I was, I was always look young because I stay with young people. <laughs> so most of them are students in the, seminar, uh, in the university and professional workers from several places. So that was my life at the time. We experienced God's miraculous way. We grew up from like one small church building with three stairs. God gave us another place. We bought another house and built it as this nice church. And we experienced miracle. Imagine young people can build uh, this kind of place. And he did many miraculous things. We did many great things, ministry at the time. I didn't show everything, but yeah. But in 2012 until 2014, we experienced a sudden crisis in our boat, in our family. To cut a little short story, our daughter Chloe, she is here now, at the time had diagnosed with hearing loss problem. We found out when she was two years old. So she couldn't say mama or papa, daddy or mommy until more than two years, we started to recognize that she couldn't hear. So we took care of her, we went to, uh, yeah, to have the Bera test to get her hearing aids, and finally she, she had hearing aids, and we started to help her to listen, to learn how to listen and to speak, even simple words. And that was the journey of a lot of unknown future, like we kind of walking into the tunnels and it's dark and only saw a tiny little light at the end. So we couldn't see our future, we full of fear, worry, angry to each other, angry to the situations. Why Lord? I've been faithful in the ministry since I was young. Why this happened? and the journey of ups and downs. We were hopeless. Our world was upside down, you know, like for feeling great, feeling hopeless. So I started to, to, like, I didn't focus in the ministry. I started to build my family. But during that time, as we are struggling, God gave us this verse to give us strong strength. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. So during that time, there is a time we felt it is time to finish, to get out from our boat. So we left the ministry in the church, local church that I've been involved in more than 12 years at a time. And I took off sabbatical for two months. And during the, those moments, there's an invitation for me to consider to be elected as the general secretary of my conference. And during that searching and discernment, finally God answered the prayer. I need to say yes to God. During that time, I almost left the church and, and start the ministry. 
involved in mission, something like that. But God gave me courage to stay in the church. So in 2014, around October, we moved to Samara. So we used to live in Surabaya to Samara, to a smaller city. Sorry, yeah, Monica, Surabaya is bigger than <laughs> Samara. So we live to a smaller city, which is, will be a city where we will have you guys next year to celebrate General Assembly. So we moved there, and this is our old office. Yeah, right now we, we are rebuilding the new office there. So there's, that is the moment God said, get out of your foot. It's time for you to get out. And in the beginning, it was not easy. We went to Samarang with only several staff suitcase that we, we need to, we can, uh, we can carry. And we started to change our focus instead of, yeah, all about ministry, all about doing great stuff to God, we started to learn how to focus on God and focus on the family, focus on yourself and focus on others. So we, we, we changed our value, our mindset, our focus. So we wanted to be stick together to help Chloe, to help each other during this crisis. During that time, my wife was focusing on helping my daughter Chloe to learn to do auditory verbal therapy, therapy through listening and helping to, to say words and yeah, by the grace of God, she is uh, better. And during that time, I started to, to, yeah, to visit many churches, yeah, in Indonesia and that was the moment God started to, to give me broader picture. There, there were many things that I can do outside of my own comfort zone. And this verse also from Chinese prophet, it is encouraged me, it is better to light one small candle than to curse the darkness. And yeah, focus on many things, uh, building the youth, ministering among the interfaith leaders. Sometimes we pray and protest, we do dialogue, interfaith dialogue, building bridges, and visited, uh, yeah, visited many places outside of my comfort zone. So I went to Sumba. This is another island very far away from the city I grew up. And it's different view. This is one of the church that I found out very simple. Church without walls. And they can worship God in that, that condition. So God brought me joy and also crossing cultures. During my ministry, I was appointed to be the, one of the generous council members. So I represent my congregation to, to join the meeting. And also I was involved in the mission commission, even the national advisory council to prepare the world uh, general assembly next year. So this is some of the pictures. With those uh, moment and August 17, 2019. So after I finished my role in the ministry, God opened the door for us to learn again, to be recharged, to focus on rest and healing. And and now here we are. We are learning at AMBS, 
and this is our third years and hopefully next year I can finish but it's not the end during this season when we expect many healing many rest God brought to me personally something new just in July 6 until 8 I went to ER and the doctor found out two blockages in my, my arteries 95% and 85% so I went to catheterization procedures and had to stand inside of my arteries. And I'm still in the recovery now, so when I stand here and able to share this, it's all about Him, it's all about Jesus. And one of my joy, my calling is to share the power of healing through Jesus Christ. It's not in our strength, but in our woundedness. So I want to leave these questions to each one of us today. What kind of crisis you are facing today in your life? Maybe in your family, in your relationship, in your work, in your health? And what kind of opportunity you want to see beyond that crisis? Will you come to Jesus to find, to know Him, and to experience Him in a new way like you never Please open your hymnals to number 680, Calm Me, Lord. Voices together, 680. family roots are from Europe, just give a little woohoo. So if your family roots are from Europe, woohoo! And from Latin America, woohoo! And from Africa, woohoo! And from North America, woohoo! <laughs> and from Asia, woohoo! Hey, that's pretty cool. We are blessed, amen? We are blessed. We are going to collect the offering, and I'm going to ask Edmano Westin, and Mike, can you help pass around the, the basket? 
that uh, is in the podium outside at the bottom of the steps. And we are going to, while we pass that around, sing from Voices Together, number 239, He Came Down. 
come meet me at my house around 5.15 and we'll, we'll drive over together. Um, so that'll be tonight and I'm looking forward to that. Let's open to page 297, hymn 297, you are salt for the earth. Send us into the world's turbulence as instruments of your peace, and send us as agents of your justice, that all might know the truth of your ways. Send us as artists who bear the joyful burden of your creativity, that we might bring light into the darkness, and hope among the despairing, and grant us the joy of fellowship with your spirit and with one another, this day and forever. Amen. Amen.